live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon getting ready to bring you some top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. The war raging on in Israel. Uh, we've got all kinds of hell breaking loose on college campuses across the country, and if that wasn't bad enough, some lunatic jackass up in Maine has killed 18 people that we know of. That manhunt continues. We will update you in this hour. It's going to be a busy day on the show. No nonsense, all business. Buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. 888-788-9910. If you want a piece of the action, you know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. You could be a furry. Uh, Whatever. We don't care. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a... There it is. Here we go. Rock and roll. Uh, happy Thursday uh, on a not so happy day. Uh, if you're somebody who cares about this country or has any humanity to your name whatsoever, uh, today is one of those days uh, that, you know, really just, man, what a punch in the soul. Uh, up in Maine last night, some maniac uh, went on a shooting spree in multiple locations. Uh, He still remains at large. We know 18 people were killed. We know he has a background in firearms and weaponry and military. And based on the suspect's identity that we were given, uh, that being said, I'm not a big fan of talking about these people by name. Uh, I get very frustrated in these situations because I feel like in a weird, perverse way, we're incentivizing lunatics by making them overnight famous. And you might say infamous, but the reality is a lot of these people are frustrated loners that are dealing with crippling levels of mental illness. And when they turn on society, you know, with no regard for the damage they're causing, the horrors they're inflicting upon people and their families, I don't think they should be rewarded with some type of a spotlight. I understand it's a delicate balance because we're trying to get information out there and help people catch this guy. But at the same time, I don't want the next lunatic sitting around going, you know, nobody gives a rat's ass about me. But everybody in the world would be on my Facebook page tomorrow if I just shot up the mall. You know, I don't like that we do that. I know everybody feels helpless in this moment. Uh, Today is not a day where we take that feeling out on political opponents or anybody in between. You know, it's a day to focus on this lunatic who did this. It's a day to help police get the situation under control. And maybe, I don't know, we go back to the good old days where you focus on the guy who did it instead of the people who didn't do it. I think he's got a point. Because every one of these mass shootings, man, it really does break your heart. But the first thing you hear is, oh, you know, the NRA, Republicans, or the people in the way of the gun laws. Uh, You know, sadly, and I hate making this point, man. But the people who were willing to walk into a bowling alley and shoot up a youth bowling tournament don't respect the laws in this country. Okay, they're already committing illegal acts. Okay, and when you go out there and you do strengthen laws, sadly, you just make it harder for everybody in that bowling alley who wants the legal right to self-defense. So that's where that conversation begins and ends for me. Okay, you could talk about making it harder and, you know, everything in between. We don't even know how he got the gun at this point. Uh, all we know and hope and pray is that there's some comfort out there for the victims and their families and that we do get this dirtbag sooner rather than later. Here is the update uh, coming from Maine Governor Janet Mills, uh, who spoke. It's been an around-the-clock operation, uh, and she gives you the update. It's clip 47. 
I'm profoundly saddened to stand before you today to report that 18 people lost their lives and 13 people injured in last night's attacks. In memory of those we lost and in honor of those who were injured, President Biden and I have ordered all U.S. flags and state of Maine flags to be lowered to half-staff immediately for the next five days. So there you have it. Uh, 18 people, uh, at least 13 people injured. I believe that number has gone up in terms of injuries. You know, there's a very much a fog of war, you know, mentality and situation that occurs in the immediate aftermath of one of these shootings where, you know, the first seven or eight reports you get are wrong because they're just trying to cobble together the information they have. Uh, so the information we do have at this point is this dirtbag remains at large. There is a massive manhunt. People in Maine and in Lewiston area being advised to shelter in place. Uh, here is the Maine State Police Colonel William Ross uh, talking about uh, the shooting. This is clip 50. Last night, uh, October 25th at approximately 6.56 p.m., the Auburn Communications Center received a 911 call of a male shooting in just-in-time or the spare time um, recreation center uh, in the town of Lewiston, located at 24 Mollison Way in Lewiston. Shortly after that, at about 7.08 p.m., the communication center received multiple 911 calls about an active shooter inside of a Smenji's Billiards at 553 Lincoln Street in the town of Lewiston. A large law enforcement response from multiple surrounding agencies assisted the Lewiston Police Department in trying to identify uh, who this individual was and what was happening. As you can imagine, this was a very fast-paced, fast-moving, very fluid scene, very dangerous scene that these guys and girls were going into. Really heavy stuff, man. Um, You know, you certainly feel for all the families and, of course, the families of the law enforcement that are being tasked with, you know, finding this dirtbag, this sicko lunatic. Okay, you got to be... So, I mean, I just I can't imagine how detached you have to be from decency, from sanity to be willing to go into a situation where little kids are bowling and start shooting, to go into a billiards hall where people are just enjoying a night out and start shooting. Okay, the idea that you're willing to inflict that kind of chaos with no impact, you know, or regard anyway for the impact that it has on the people and their families you know, it does speak to a level of unwellness, a level of mental insanity uh, that I don't think we can comprehend. Like, I'm thankful I can't comprehend it. And I don't know uh, that many people who weigh in on situations like this can. But I do know it's a reality in our country right now is there's a lot of this out there. We've seen a lot of these incidents. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to get you into a political discussion, but There's a certain type of person capable of doing this, and we need to do a better job of focusing on those people. Early reports tell us there have been red flag laws about this guy. We read a report that said he, he reported himself claiming he was struggling with illness and hearing voices in his head. I don't know how concrete that reporting is. I've heard it on multiple stations. Uh, But again, we're in the very initial stages of figuring this situation out. Okay. If you truly care about helping and you want to be a voice that helps, it's not a day to, you know, 
weaponize your political agenda because the truth is the victims don't need your politics. They don't care to hear about them right now. Okay, they need answers. They need this guy to get caught. And if we wanted to make a collective difference between now and then, maybe we do start to shift our attention towards the type of people that are doing this. Okay, because you can change the laws, but if those people are still out there, these attacks are still going to happen. I think he's got a point. Okay, the point is we need to go after the problem. Okay, you can tell me it's guns and it's laws. I disagree. I don't want to fight you. Today's not a day for that. Okay, but we can both agree that the person capable of doing this is a problem. Like whenever I read a headline like a deranged gunman went and open fired, um, it is a, a comedian. Like it always catches my attention as one of those like incongruent moments that you use to poke fun at as a comic. Okay, in this situation, we're not trying to make light of a tragedy right now. But it always strikes me because when you see like deranged gunmen, it's said as if there are these sane and <laughs> pleasant, outgoing gunmen, your congenial, warm, you know, fuzzy neighbor shot everybody. That's not how it every one of them is deranged is the point I'm trying to make. OK, there's only one type of person capable of doing this, and it's a type of person that is completely untethered to sanity or empathy or anything in between. OK, and I think if you want to be a difference maker, I think at this point, political agendas aside, we're not going to agree on some type of gun reform in the next three hours that we're on the air today. You know, but if you wanted to take a measurable step forward, we could maybe agree on the type of person doing this, which I think we all have common ground there and maybe start to shift our resources towards figuring out who those people are. And finding ways to, A, treat them, and yes, B, deny them their access to firearms if, in fact, they're deemed mentally unfit to have them. But I'm telling you, I don't want to waste your time with the politics of gun regulation because the sad reality of right now, and it really sucks to say this as somebody who cares about the country, is we just let 7 million people cross the southern border. Okay, violent crime rates across the country are going through the roof. People want more self-defense than less self-defense. We cut police budgets in major municipalities across the country. You know, the people you pay tax dollars for to protect you. We waged a rhetorical and a financial war on those people, emboldened criminals, and made society that much more lawless. That's stupid! Use your common sense! It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not saying it's what's caused this tragedy, but I'm saying it's what's made any type of, you know, gun give back or... Increased regulation, it's just a non-starter. People don't feel safe out there. Okay, college campuses. College campuses where you would have got banned for wearing the wrong Halloween costume. But you can go onto the campus and shout, kill the Jews, and you're fine. Okay, that's not sane. People processing that information. Think about this. Riley Gaines, who likes to go up to college campuses and speak out on behalf of biological females. She's a biological female. Okay, she was forced to compete against a biological man with a male anatomy who got naked in her locker room. Thank you. Okay, and for speaking out against that and the lack of consideration shown to her, she was labeled a hateful transphobe, someone who was waging a transgenocide, making people feel unsafe. Ergo, she's not allowed on campus. But the same campuses that banned Riley Gaines are openly shouting for the death of all Jewish people. 
Do you understand people with that type of demented value system, okay, are not well. People with that kind of value system, with that type of transactional morality, where they want you to forgive 20-year-old college students who are chanting kill the Jews, but they also want you to let five-year-old children make permanent surgical alterations to their bodies, okay? Those people are divorced from reality. They're divorced from self-awareness. And they're guided by this, it's, a, it's really like this sociopathic weaponized emotion um, that really has created an atmosphere when people don't feel safe. I don't like saying that. I'm not a fear monger, okay? But people legitimately don't feel safe in our society right now. So if we're going to take the conversation today and make it about all the people who want to protect themselves, then we are missing the whole point of what went on last night and what the cops are trying to track down right now. There are lunatics out there who wish to do us harm, okay, and people rightfully entitled to protect themselves against those lunatics. But the people who are respecting our gun laws, the people who are in the NRA even so, okay, they're not the ones committing these crimes. So if you truly want to help, today is not a day to point the finger at your political opposite. Today is to focus on what we know is repeatedly doing this, okay? There's crazy people out there. Okay, they wish to do us harm. People from terror breeding hotbeds around the world are crossing our border in record numbers, the likes of which we've never seen. Okay, I'm not telling you to give up your right to self-defense. Okay, if anything, I'm telling you to increase it. Okay, I'm damn well increasing my own when I look out at this world right now. I don't go, Jenny, less guns. Absolutely not. And that's extra risky for me because I'm a lousy husband. She's probably going to shoot me long before she shoots a criminal. Okay, but that's just reality. You know, the world is like a serious mess right now. And we're in a real depraved place where we have a lot of this mental illness floating around out there. And it continues to go unchecked because going after mental illness is not politically viable. People turn out to the polls to vote for their gun rights. People turn out to the polls because they want to vote against gun rights. Okay, but neither of those things prevent this tragedy. Neither of those things prevent the next lunatic who wants to act from building a bomb or using a knife or running people over with his car. I mean, you really think about what happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay, lunatic posted on Facebook that we needed to kill white people. Then he got in his car at a Christmas parade and ran over 43 white people. We didn't spend three weeks talking about banning cars. Okay, but sadly... In the three weeks that we spent arguing over gun laws, we took our eye further off the ball of who ultimately commits these types of atrocities. And it's mentally ill people that need to be focused on and prioritized in this moment if we're ever going to get this sort of thing turned around. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. 
Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics Total Tea will boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total Tea Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword jimmy text now you'll get a bottle of nugenics thermo x the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast it is absolutely free your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword jimmy it's 231-231 and you enter the keyword jimmy texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages consent not required to purchase message and data rates may apply There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. A lot going on in the world today. Katie Pavlich is going to be here to talk about it. We will also hear from Arizona's own Andy Biggs, who helped Congress find a speaker yesterday. On the fourth try, it is Mike Johnson from the great state of Louisiana. We will ask Biggs if this was, in fact, a win for the eight of them who axed Kevin McCarthy and started this ball rolling. Uh, it'll be very interesting to hear his take because it's been a mixed bag so far. I don't know what you know about Mike Johnson. I've certainly done my homework overnight because he was not a favorite going into this thing. And he may grow to be someone who's effective in the position. But as of right now, uh, the only thing we know is he's the new guy. Uh, Congress has an approval rating of 19%. So he's in a position where there's really nowhere to go but up. Okay, you're at 19%. I mean, that was my take when they ousted McCarthy. Everybody was freaking out and Matt Gates and how dare they. I'm like, dude, Congress has an approval rating of 19%. They didn't just break up the Beatles, okay? This was late-stage Chumbawamba, if that's. And Mike Johnson is now the lead singer. So let's see if that one-hit wonder can come up with a second hit. In the meantime, authorities continue to search the Lewiston, Maine area. Uh, if you are up in that area, uh, you are being advised to shelter in place. We've heard multiple scenarios of how this could have ended. Did he have a jet ski that he drove the car, a Subaru to? Uh, was he, in fact, on a boat? We don't have an answer. It's a very scary situation, and uh, we're trying to be very measured in how we cover it. I'm not looking for a day of soapboxing about the Second Amendment or anything in between. Quite frankly, like when you look out at the world, the country right now, the crime rates, the border and everything in between, you're wasting your time. If you say to people, no, you guys should start giving up your guns. That's it's you're wasting your time. OK, guys, you know, it's it's sad. OK, but that's the that's the world we live in. And, uh, you know, the only way to correct that. And it's the whole point of the show, man. If you listen to the show every day, I'm still new enough to care. Okay, it's, you know, I, I'm new enough that I'm trying to make a positive impact on the lives who consume this show. And I tell you this all the time. If you want to be a force multiplier of positive energy, that alone goes a long way uh, because everybody you interact with leaves in a better mood instead of dragging them down. But bigger than that, it's just a basic greater good approach, a greater good approach to broadcasting. How can we do this in a way that will contribute to the greater good of this society. And right now, if you wanted to be honest about the greater good of our society, you know, we got a lot of sick <laughs> running around right now, okay? And if we start to adequately diagnose them and treat them and 
in some instances, detain them. Uh, it might be a situation where we've caused addition by subtraction. We can talk about that further, and we're going to get into some of the Israel stuff when we come back on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. We do have to talk about the White House for a second. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 It's a lot. It's a lot for me, too, girlfriend. You think this is easy? I say it all the time. This show is America's family meeting, and I'm kind of like the radio deadbeat dad at the head of this table. And we're just kind of talking over the things we came across in our travels today before we made it back to the dinner table for a State of the Union. Well, the State of the Union right now is the world is a mess. Uh, the White House is taking a measured approach to condemning anti-Semitism. Uh, but that message clearly not making its way to college campuses around the country. So listen to this really quick, and then we'll get back to D.C. so you understand. Cooper Union, okay, right here in New York City, right outside of Union Square, you're ever downtown, you're looking to see some homeless breakdancers, buy a knockoff pocketbook. <laughs> I don't know what you're into when you travel with the family. I mean, if, <laughs> if you want a pantless wino time traveler, I can find you one right there near Cooper Union. What the hell did you just say? What I said was the truth. That's what I said. Thank you very much. But it's a mess down that part of town. But Cooper Union, a pretty liberal place, as you'd imagine, like all college campuses these days. Okay, last night forced Jewish students uh, to lock themselves inside a school library because there was a pro-Palestinian rally moving through the building. And they were screaming and, you know, all the river to the sea chants and everything in between. And just so you don't you understand, when they're chanting from the river to the sea, okay, that means they are calling not for Gaza to be liberated. From the river to the sea means the West Bank, it means Gaza, and it means all of Israel. So this is not about a two-state solution. This is about taking the 7 million Jewish people that live in Israel and eliminating them. He knows what he's talking about. From the river to the sea, there's nowhere else to go. The entire area is Arabic. There is nowhere to go. You're literally saying, get on a plane, get out of here. In a best-case scenario, because they don't want them to get out of there on their own volition, they want to kill them. That's what they've been taught since word one. But these lunatics that speak the reductive language of identity politics, oh, the oppressor and the oppressed, they're oppressed in Gaza, ergo, anything they want to do to the oppressor is justified. (laughs) No, it's not. Not even remotely close. No decent, sane person thinks that if you don't have the territory rights that you want, you get to go behead the civilian babies. Not that there are any military babies out there, but the point is, okay, the human atrocities committed by Hamas are not justifiable under any configuration of this discussion. But there they are openly at college campuses, 5 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, okay, Got a dozen kids locked in the library as a pro-Hamas rally. Okay, brings a protest inside, barricades all the exits. Police get called. They're reticent to get involved because a cop in this day and age doesn't just want to show up to the scene of anything. Because the first thing everybody does is turn on their cell phone and try to 
put together a narrative where the cops are somehow guilty. Limit the context. Cheat the angle. You know, that's the thing about police work that makes it such a thankless profession. Not only is it the most necessary job in society, not only is it the most dangerous job in society, but it's a job that's subjected to more scrutiny than just about anything out there. And sadly, okay, you're not capable. You don't have access to the adrenaline, to the primal threat they're feeling. When you're sitting on your couch in a neoclassical position, looking at a video on your cell phone, a million emotional miles removed from the conflict, deciding whether a cop, okay, is innocent or he should be thrown away and never see his family again because he spends the rest of his life in prison. That's how we pass judgment on cops. And oftentimes the people that are looking to inflame tensions do it how? By giving you a snippet of a police interaction. Okay, we just had one over the weekend where a guy shot at cops, choked a cop, went on the run, ultimately got shot. And what did the race pimp Benjamin Crump say? What did he say? Oh, you know, guy got shot just for driving his car. (laughs) Might have started with him driving a car, uh, but you're omitting a lot of context when you uh, fail to recognize the choking of a police officer or firing a gun at a police officer. That's true. That is true. But do you see how people are willing to inflame tensions in society and they don't care about the damages caused? Okay, we're not a we society. We're a me society now. It's sad. But social media and the smartphone has given everybody such a staggering sense of self-importance because it's calibrated their phone and their feed and everything they interact with on a digital level to always overemphasize their tastes. Okay, show you the news stories you're going to agree with, show you the jokes that you're more likely to like. Okay, and that's designed so the phone can hold you hostage and sell you more advertising. That's the world we're living in now. Okay, everybody through social media is now running their own one-man news network. We don't keep up with the Kardashians. We are the Kardashians. Okay, you used to follow celebrities around on TMZ, but social media has turned the world into MeMZ. Hey, here's my dinner. Here's my top five Aerosmith songs of all time. I know nobody asked. I'm just going to post them. It's what I do now. You realize how stupid we've gotten as a society. But in the process of doing that, losing any and all self-awareness, we've also really lost empathy. It's a brand now, but it's not a character trait. Okay, it's a brand to go out there and say, like, I care about these depressed people. Okay, but that's not true empathy when you're willing to be chanting, you know, for the death of Israeli civilians. Okay, and that's the sad part of right now is, you know, Jewish students are stuck in a library banging to come out. This is a college, okay, a college that has safe spaces. Remember safe spaces? Well, somebody might say a word you don't like today. So this is a safe space over here. No bad words are going to hurt you, Snookums. I mean, that's what they're doing. That was embarrassing. They have, they bring in puppies during finals. I like puppies. I think they're great. But they have puppies and coloring books during finals to ease the stress of these little college students. What the But the crazy part is all of the coddling, all of the emotional indulgence, okay, has entitled them to say whatever the hell they want with no regard for, number one, the consequences of their actions or the gargantuan levels of hypocrisy that accompany them. Okay, you couldn't go onto a college campus a week ago and say men can't have babies. And here's a newsflash, a man... Are you ready for it? A man cannot have a baby. Can't. 
cannot be done. Okay, it's never been done. A biological man cannot have a baby. And if a biological man can't have a baby, where's it coming out of, fellows? Because I got to be honest, neither option sounds very pleasant. But again, you couldn't go onto a college campus a week ago and state that fact. That would be considered hateful. That would be considered dangerous rhetoric. You're making students feel unsafe on campus. You can't talk like that. What's going on? Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. That's what they'd say. But the people who said you were creating an unspace environment are now running around campus chanting death to Israel. They're crazy. And they're stupid. Okay, weapons grade stupid. People have lost any and all self-awareness. That's the world we're living in right now. So when you hear this stuff, and I mean this, man, I made fun of myself all the time on this show. I always do. I'm like, oh, I went to community college. I was a mess. But I'm never disparaging community college. The smartest thing you could ever do, do not go to a big college. You're getting saddled with way too much debt, and they're teaching you to hate the country and see the, see the world through the lens of social justice and oppressors and the oppressed and the colonized and the colonizers. And, you know, when you start to hear language like that, it's like the greatest thing in the world. Like they wanted, if you remember, they wanted to cancel George Washington from George Washington University. Do you remember that? I had to talk about it one night. I was on Tucker's old show here at Fox. We were talking about George Washington. A person wrote, I'm not even kidding. A person wrote, Okay, in the Washington Post, a person wrote in the Washington Post an op-ed saying it was time to cancel George Washington University. It was a student who enrolled in George Washington University, wrote an op-ed at the Washington Post saying it's time to cancel George Washington. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber. For having listened to it. It, it. My face hurts. Like when you really think about how dumb colleges are making people because they're just empowering them emotionally and they're trying to it's it's it, it's fascinating that it works. But they, they they're trying to create a world where people's emotions are their facts. Hey, I feel unsafe because Riley Gaines says a man can't have a baby. So she can't come here. My emotions are a fact. She's dangerous. And has she ever attacked anybody? Has she ever hit anybody or spit on a shoved it? The answer would be no. No, she was attacked at San Francisco State University. And don't forget, after she was barricaded into a classroom at San Francisco University and a biological man popped her, what did the school do? The school issued an apology to the attackers. That was absolutely dreadful. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, we're sorry you were made to feel unsafe today. Okay, but if that qualifies as being made to feel unsafe, like where do you even categorize kill all the Jews? (laughs) That's what's being said. Okay, I'm just, listen, as a guy who tries to be uh, part of the solution, a silver lining guy, okay, not that everybody out there was dying to send their kid to Harvard, okay? If you're anything like my family, it was never even a consideration based on the grades you got. Okay, I didn't have to choose not to go to an Ivy League school. My report cards chose for me. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. But I'll give Bill Maher credit for this uh, because he summed it up pretty concisely. Here it is, clip 36. 
And finally, new rule as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education, I have one piece of advice for the youth of America. Don't go to college. <laughs> and if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college, because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. I admire your honesty. He's telling you the truth. And Bill Maher, to his credit, the reason he survived on TV as long as he has, he's a very intelligent guy. He's a great political comedian, even when you don't agree with his viewpoints. But he realizes modern liberalism has become a liability to his comedic integrity. He can't get out there and expect anyone to take his intellect seriously if he has to align with the side that says men can have babies. Why? Because they can't have babies. You understand he does not want to be on the side that's limiting speech rights and treating jokes as hate crimes. Why? Because he tells jokes for a living. And he understands that when you start to fight the wrong battles in society and you go after the comedians and not the criminals, you get what we have now, which is, you know, every major city in this country right now is a horror zone. You know, but the colleges have played probably the heaviest role in creating this because the colleges are the ones that start all of these woke initiatives that reconfigure society. Everything woke turns to And what's so amazing is that they are collectively contradicting everything they claimed to be fighting for when they were censoring speech, when they were creating, you know, safe spaces, when they were telling us you couldn't wear certain Halloween costumes because we don't ever live in a world where we're going to show any insensitivity whatsoever to particular ethnicities, ergo Halloween is canceled. Okay, all of that's out the window. Okay, because there is no higher level of insensitivity than openly chanting for the extermination of an entire race. That violates the safe space statute. That violates the dangerous speech statute you've pushed on us. Okay, and it violates any request whatsoever for us to take you seriously ever again. But there's a lesson here to be learned, and the lesson is every one of these people trying to censor your life is not in it for the cause. They're in it for the control, okay? That's where we are now. So these people that are, you know, having a pro-Hamas rally last night, barricading Jewish kids into a library, running rampant through the Cooper Union, screaming all of their death to Israel, pro-Hamas chants, okay? These are not the, the good people. These are not the right side of history people, okay? These people are lunatics that have been emotionally empowered by a society that tells them if they feel a certain way, it must be true, okay? And I'm telling you, as someone who's lived out in the real world, it's not how this thing works, okay? I spent most of my childhood feeling like I should be the next center fielder for the New York Yankees. (laughs) Yeah, Not even, I'm not even good enough to mow center field for the New York Yankees on a John Deere, let alone catch, catch those fly balls. But you know what? I was raised in a house that taught me accountability and some semblance of reality. And if I got out of line, I got smacked a little bit. And it gave me a healthy respect for my limitations, for the upward mobility in our society and all the good you could be focused on instead of the negative two or three things you didn't like about your day. You know, the fact remains we live right now. Despite all of the anti-Semitism on college campuses, we live in the most tolerant and inclusive society the world has ever known. And everybody out there selling you some form of oppression is, I I mean, there's really no nicer way to say it. They're just completely full of That's the reality. And everything you're seeing at a college right now, everything you're seeing, just keep it in the back of your head the next time something comes flying off a campus. You can't make fun of this thing.
You can't wear that thing. You can't watch this old movie, Blazing Saddles. You know what kind of language they used? Yes, I do. It was language. It wasn't actions. They didn't punch anybody in the theater. Nobody was attacked as a result of watching it. In fact, comedy is how a lot of people take the edge off. Because when you look around the world right now, most people feel like they're on the verge of snapping. The ones who cut loose and laugh at themselves don't snap. Okay? It's the other lunatics that feel so hemmed in by every new rule and regulation and guideline coming our way. Okay? That really are the problem right now. So I'm telling you, because I care, as someone new enough to this that he really like cares about the impact that the broadcast will have on your life today. I don't doubt there's a world where I could be somewhere else. I'm not there yet. I genuinely care. And I ask myself every day, hey, do you care? I actually do. I talk to myself a lot because it's a byproduct of driving a cab. I spend a lot of time around in a cab where you're just driving around in between passengers having conversations. And, you know, you're just kind of talking and just philosophizing. Have you ever had a check? Yes, and I can't share the results under penalty of law. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Country's a mess, man. I'm bringing in Katie Pavlich in the next hour to try to turn it around. And if you are looking for some good news, uh, here's one for our East Texas listeners in the Tyler Longview area. You did not hear this from me. So cover your ears because this is top secret classified information. Okay, you're not allowed to use this information on your private email server. This is not okay. No, it's not. Uh, but it's a true story. Uh, Saturday. December the 9th. KTBB listeners, are you listening to this? Saturday, December the 9th at Texas Music City in Tyler. I am going to be there with my brother Mike Fela and Lincoln Fela in the house. You're damn right. We're heading down to Dallas to watch the Cowboys play the Eagles. And uh, we're going to spend Saturday with the East Texas listeners hanging out in Texas Music City. 3 p.m. get together. So get your game face on. Buckle up, girlfriend. And I'll tell you about new stand-up dates in the next hour, and we'll solve every one of the world's problems. How's that for managing expectations? Going to be a wild one. Katie Pavlish, when we come back on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, and here we go. Uh, It is a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Big for me anyway because Katie Pavlich is coming by. She's one of my all-time favorite guests in the history of radio. Uh, Sadly, uh, we don't have a really great-looking dance card for you in this hour. The world is on fire. Um, Tensions continuing to flare on college campuses. Obviously, we've got a potential ground invasion looming in Gaza. And, of course, authorities continue to hunt for this lunatic who shot up multiple locations in Maine. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of the show. Uh, we have shared the information we do have on this guy. Uh, and according to the rep- early reporting, he was hearing voices and he believed that people were talking smack about him in the three locations where he ultimately went on a shooting rampage. This is a person that's obviously mentally unwell. Uh, And there is obviously a rampant mental illness problem in this country that continues to go unchecked. 
and I think it's something we need to focus more of our resources on, to be perfectly honest. But I do not want to engage in a debate over the Second Amendment or gun rights or anything in between, because here's a newsflash. Uh, getting mad at the people who you don't agree with in this moment is not a form of holding the killer accountable, nor is it a form of preventing future tragedies. So if you want to do this the right way, the good old-fashioned way, uh, you just focus on the bad guys. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? As it pertains to politics, okay, the president of the United States spoke yesterday at the White House. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Biden was doing a joint presser with Australia's PM. Uh, and he later uh, got a question from PBS NewsHour Laura Barom Lopez, who had asked the president about the death count coming out of Hamas. And the president shot down the question, reminded her, Okay, that these were death numbers that were coming from Hamas themselves. And he deserves credit for this. Okay, because many people in the media are running with the Hamas totals because they're trying to create a moral equivalency between what Hamas is doing and what Israel is doing in the same moment. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. Okay, but you understand Biden deserves credit here because he shot that down. Okay, he does, and I will fully give him credit. Okay, but what's fascinating about this is on one end, he says he has no confidence in death tolls that Palestine is using because Hamas controls everything over there. But you understand if you have no confidence in anything Palestine is telling us or Hamas is telling us, okay, if you say these people can't be trusted, then why the hell are you giving them all this money in aid. I think he's got a point. Yeah. I mean, think about that. No, we don't trust these guys. They're not good people. They're not to be trusted. Who in their right mind would take their word for it? And then in the next breath, we give them $100 million in aid and, and count on those people to adequately distribute it in a right way. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Even R. Kelly's mad now. Look what you did. Uh, but that's the truth. There's this weird contradictory thing going on where, you know, in one breath, we're like, well, you know, Iran's the root of all evil. They're the worst people who ever lived. So we're just going to go uh, send them six billion dollars in aid. Biden is such a disaster. Whatever you're calling it. Uh, <laughs> but here is the Biden question. I want to give him credit, partial credit on this exam. We do a lot of bad mouth on the president when we disagree with his policies. Uh, but if you're really going to call a good fight, he does deserve a tip of the cap if he gets one right. Here it is, clip four. In the 18 days since Hamas, Hamas killed 1,400 Israelis, the Hamas-controlled Gaza Health Ministry says Israeli forces have killed over 6,000 Palestinians, including 2,700 children. You've previously asked Netanyahu to minimize civilian casualties. Do these numbers say to you that he is ignoring that message? What they say to me is I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. I'm sure innocents have been killed, and it's the price of waging a war. I think we should be incredibly careful. I think not we, the Israelis should be incredibly careful to be sure that they're focusing on going after the folks that are the pro propagating this war against Israel. And, uh, and it's against their interest when that doesn't happen. But I have no confidence in the number that the Palestinians are using. Well, listen, man, he does deserve credit for that. OK, he's not going to get it from a great percentage of his party. 
because a great percentage of his party wants everyone to take Hamas's word for it. That's where this whole hospital attack came from last week. Hamas blew up a, ta- a hospital, blamed Israel. And the media ran right out there. New-, New York Times reported it right away. And not only did that, but they put a photo under the headline of an entirely different building that had been completely destroyed, which, of course, lent the appearance to their headline that you were looking at the hospital itself that had been destroyed, when in truth the damage to the hospital wasn't remotely as bad, thankfully, as the building we happened to be looking at. But they ran it anyway like it was fact. Why? Because they are actively, actively trying to side with the people of Gaza and Hamas against Israel. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Okay, like, I'll give you some examples of things that blew my mind this week, you know, and all the things that went on, okay, in terms of people on the media side of this thing. And the U.N., which, of course, tried to make it sound like, well, you know, you got to understand, Israel is a... Not engaging with Hamas in a vacuum here. Things have gone on, you know, and they're trying to establish that moral equivalency. And it's stunning to watch it happen, but the reality is it's happening. Like, here's Erin Burnett at CNN, and she's actively praising the quality of the tunnels that Hamas has built for the hostages. Hey, jackass, they're hostages. There's no version of this. Like, she's writing this up like, ah, it's an all-inclusive, you see. But this is the biggest problem we have right now, like, when it comes to the country. Like, there is such a propaganda war being waged, you know, to create narratives that will help the people in the media advance their agendas. Okay, to Biden's credit, and I really, he gets credit. It's, It's partial credit. He is not buying into the Hamas spin. I know KJP's comments have been terrible. I know Biden doesn't deserve credit because he hasn't condemned the squad by name, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, and none of them. They've, they've, Corey Bush, heaven forbid. Okay. Every one of them should be outright condemned by name for spreading all of this pro Hamas rhetoric. They should. There's no place in society for anti Semitism, except. Ivy League colleges for whatever reason. But the point is, okay, Biden gets it half right because he's not helping the media further that narrative. But at the same time, okay, the effort the effort keeps coming because they don't look at Biden, if you've paid attention to this presidency, as the be-all, end-all last word. Okay, do you know how many times Biden has been walked back by the White House where he says something in a microphone And then five minutes later, we get a press release going, actually, the president didn't mean what he said when he said that. He misheard the question, like the one about the ceasefire that happened earlier in the week, where he said, yeah, we need a ceasefire, ceasefire until we get all the hostages back. And then the White House was like, no, you idiot. You can't call for a ceasefire because that just means our ally Israel got attacked and they can't do anything back. That's not fair to them. But that happens to Biden all the time. Here is Aaron Burnett. I, 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 I've, I've had this clip for two days. I just didn't want to play it because I constantly try to believe, okay? I'm a, kind of a member of the media, okay? I'm not like a journalist. I'm a talk show host. I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. So I'm just trying to have an honest conversation with you and let you do what you want with the information. But I've been sitting on this clip for two days because I didn't want to play it because I don't like knowing that I'm in an industry that employs this many stupid people. 
Like, I'm aware of my limitations. Nobody's ever copied off me on a test. But I want to believe I'm, like, treading water to keep up with the people in my profession. You know, but the truth is these people are a level of stupid and lack this basic level of self-awareness that makes me feel smarter every time I tune in. Listen to Aaron Burnett. This is Clip 33. We know these tunnels have ventilation. We know that they've been known to have air conditioning. They've got, this has all been reporting that we've heard from the Israelis over the years. But the fact that she's saying she was held underground for more than two weeks, um, that there was shampoo, there was antibiotics, there was a guard per hostage in the experience she had, uh, that there were medics and paramedics, and obviously she is elderly, the other woman who was released also elderly and had medical needs, and that they had the medicine needed, and if not, something uh, similar to replace it. Um, it is pretty stunning, because you've got to contrast that with what's happening above the ground, right, where there isn't water, never mind shampoo, okay? They don't have water. They're using toilet water. There is no morphine for any kind of uh, amputations. Antibiotics, no, right? But Hamas had stockpiled all of that and has all of that underground, and that's what we're learning from her. Are you stupid or something? Yeah, because she's trying to look how good they have it. Now they got the medicine. They've got one guard per hostage. Dude, and by guard, you mean somebody who just participated in the beheading of babies. No, it's great. Did you ever notice that everybody telling you how great it is over there isn't going? No, everybody should be so lucky as to be taken hostage by Hamas. They got shampoo. They got antibiotics. Hey, jackass, you're being taken hostage by violent militants. This is not a good thing. But do you see how they're kind of spinning it like it is? You know, everybody's bashing Hamas here, but look how prepared they are for this. Here's the rest of the clip. It's stunning. Clip 34. We saw that in the plans that we've seen taken from the bodies of Hamas uh, militants who were killed in the terrorist attack. You know, that it lays out what they were going to do in every single kibbutz. And it also laid out very explicitly in the ones that I've had a chance to read what they were going to do with hostages. Take as many as possible. Here's the communal uh, eating area in this kibbutz. This is where they go. This is how you get there. Here's the map. It's circled. Take the hostages there. So that was very much a part of the printed plan. And now you see the other end of it the level of preparation that went into it. But again, in the mundane reality of having feminine hygiene products, shampoo and antibiotics, uh, it is those very specifics, I think, that are most striking. Garbage like you just makes me sick. I mean, really, really, though. Okay, ask any family member of a hostage, okay, if they've now changed their position on their relative being hostage because they have feminine products and shampoo. The answer would be no. They're being taken hostage. Okay, but she's talking like there's a section in Hallmark, you know, where they have like birthday cards, anniversary cards, Holy Communion, Bar Mitzvah, hostage-taking cards. You get like a Russell Stover's and a little balloon with it. They say your package comes with a card. Hey, thanks for taking mom hostage. Having all the nice shampoo. They're being taken hostage. (laughs) How can the world be this stupid that there's someone out there trying to like defend hostage taking? Well, I know everybody's freaking out about Hamas, right? But you understand this this, this is as hostage situations go. If you're going to get taken hostage, this is the good one. This is the good circuit. You know, I've been taken hostage a lot through the years. You know, I go right on Yelp. I review the hostage takers. Five stars for Hamas. They got the shampoo. They got the feminine hygiene products. Is there a box where we can comment? Because I don't think five stars alone does it justice. Like, this is what's going on right now.
but it's the end result of this never-ending propaganda war in the media right now where the news used to just give you news and you formed an opinion. But now the news is obsessed with telling you what your opinion should be, is trying to not give you news but give you an opinion on the news. And they're doing so because they're trying to leverage your opinion for their own political gain. But it's really horrifying stuff to watch in real time when this has become so emotional for the people involved that it's denying them the self-awareness that would otherwise tell them they're crazy. Like if I was running that network – like Erin Burnett, just you give her like a week off. You know, you have to fire her, but for her own well-being, you go, hey, you're not okay. You just went on TV and, and you talked about how good the conditions were. And I get that you were trying to make a point that maybe they're better than what we'd expect from a hostage situation. But you're missing the larger point that it's still a hostage situation. Okay, if I walk out the door here today at Fox and somebody kidnaps me, Okay, it doesn't make it better because I'm in a Cadillac Escalade instead of a Honda Civic hatchback. Okay, it might be roomier, but I'm still kidnapped. And that really wasn't on the agenda when I got out of bed today. Okay, so you realize what's happening right now. It's, It's crazy. It's crazy. And I hate that it's happening. Okay, I'm not supposed to feel smart on the air. Okay, I know I can make good points, and I tell you this all the time. I am, a, I am someone that uh, you can call me conversationally smart. Like if you talk to me, I can hang on just about any subject and sound like I have a take and everything in between. And you go, oh, that guy's pretty sharp. But when I walk away, like I'm weapons-grade stupid. Like my background is comedy and cab driving. And I really took this job being like, good luck keeping up, Jimbo. Don't worry about it. You won't always know every academic point. You won't ever, ever always be able to quote every piece of legislation and know every congressional district. But don't worry, because if you get in trouble, uh, you can always just, like, play a song parody or something to distract them. <laughs> Not quite there at the moment, but we'll work it out. And the larger point is I am kind of qualified to be here because every day I get on the air, the rest of the world, for whatever reason, seems to get a little dumber. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be hanging with Katie Pavlich in the next break. And uh, man, oh boy, oh man, KP has her work cut out for her. So here's something we just learned. When I say she has her work cut out for us, because Katie Pavlich always puts me in a good mood. She's brilliant. She's funny. She's great. She's probably the best dressed person on cable TV outside of myself, I think, if we're being honest. (laughs) Stop it. I think I dress great. Oh, wow. A lot of tough love in the control room today. All right. Well, I'm just going to move on with the conversation. So listen to this one. They're having a rally this weekend uh, called Flood, 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 Brooklyn for Gaza. Uh, And they're going to go to Crown Heights, Brooklyn, which is a heavily populated uh, Hasidic Jewish community. We had all kinds of chaos in the late 80s. They're going to have a rally where they flood Brooklyn for Gaza. And the NYPD is avoid uh, is telling Jewish people to avoid the area. What the hell is the world coming to? Yo, I, that's listen, man. Just so we're on the same page here, like just so you get where we're going now. 
this stops being America. Okay, America was founded for religious freedom. America was founded so people of every faith could safely practice their religion without fear of retribution. And now you have actual American institutions telling specific ethnicities to avoid certain areas because they're not safe. Because we go out now and we entitle protesters to indulge their emotions, however horrifically misguided. And it's easier to just let them punch themselves out and burn down a few stores and smash a few storefronts than it is to stop this crap. Okay, really think about that, man. That's insane. Because when you really boil this down to what it is, it's just raging anti-Semitism. Does anybody living in Crown Heights control the policy of Israel? The answer would be no. Is anything that goes on in Crown Heights next Saturday going to give the people in Crown Heights the ability to suddenly start controlling what goes on in Israel? The answer would be no. No. So you're not going there because you want to change the outcome. You're going there because you hate Jewish people, and this is your right to indulge it. It is just human trash everywhere you look. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If your upbringing was anything like mine, from time to time, your parents would tell you, like, you couldn't use a set of plates because they were for company. You know, no, put that silverware away. That's for company. You know, every once in a while, you had a person coming over the house that you held in such high regard that they got better plates than the regular people. Well, right now in the Fox Across America studio, we're passing out the nice plates because we've got major company. Uh, she is a superstar <laughs> news editor for Town Hall, host of Luxury Hunting Lodges of America, Fox News contributor, general in the Fela Fashion Army. Katie Pavlich is here to eat from the fancy plates. Hey, girl. Wow. I mean, I'm so honored, and it's very brave of you because I'm kind of a klutz. So well, me around fancy plates is uh, dangerous, and I appreciate that well, you know, you're willing to take the risk. Well, let me just brief you as a TV <laughs> person about radio budgets. We're just using better paper plates than usual. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They make some nice paper plates these days and oh, some do. nice plastic plates. Well, they look Pretty good. Uh, listen, I will co-sign this. Like, if you're having, like, a people over, a buffet style, or you're serving barbecue or whatever, people would rather eat it on a paper plate, especially yeah. one of the fancy ones that have, like, corners and areas and situations. Well, and if you're like me and you're terrified of breaking something as a guest at someone's <laughs> home, not to mention, you know, at a barbecue in front of lots of maybe new people and you don't want to embarrass yourself – a paper plate's great because oh. <laughs> if you drop it, it's not like you just broke, like, the fancy plates for the special people that happened to be from my great-great-grandmother. <laughs> An heirloom. Who survived the Spanish flu kind of thing, you know? <laughs> it's like, it really does give you some relief. It's like when you go to these galas. I went to one last night, and there's, like, four tall stem glasses, you know? <laughs> They've got, like, the fancy plates, and then there's... The tablecloth that uh-huh. sometimes you accidentally think is a napkin, and if you get up too fast and your chair pulls on the tablecloth, my uh-huh. nightmare is it might dream. You know, I've had uh-huh. bad dreams that the whole thing coming out in front of everyone. It's just it's very anxiety inducing. So I appreciate the paper plates. There, there you go. Uh, Katie Pavlich is on the line, and apparently she has a much bigger drinking problem than I thought. 
Uh, a lo- <laughs> so, a With the four tall stem glasses. <laughs> a lot of nice money with that. Guys, I don't need all these. Some of the I concerns, some of the concerns you've expressed. Okay, I know are just you being a good mindful guest, but the idea of mistaking an entire tablecloth for a napkin. I got to be honest, <laughs> KP. That's where that's you that's know, where I hand off the car keys. You're just feeling around for the cloth. Yeah, well, you could make some mistakes. Po- point being, you may be a general in the fail of fashion army, but we're not letting you drive the tanks anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, so crazy, <laughs> KP. Well, it is good to hear your voice. Um, what a dumb time to be alive. There's not a place I could start this conversation that's not stupid. That's why we dealt you with on paper plates. Uh, the college thing here at Cooper Union, I'm sure you saw that last night with the kids yeah. chanting on campus, but it's every college. And what's weird to me, and this is why it's such a great moment to have you on, okay, is you've been to colleges where they were protesting your very existence as a person yeah. who wanted to speak out on certain causes. And we were met with things like safe spaces and, you know, you can't do that. I can't think of anything that contradicts everything colleges were trying to create than the actions of the past three weeks in terms of safe spaces and censored speech and not making people of certain ethnicities feel welcome. Yeah, I mean, college campuses for a long, long time have been these incubators of things that are contrary to the, what they claim they are doing. They are developers of the ultimate projection. So while they demand that there are safe spaces, that words are violent, that if you disagree with their leftist, out-of-touch, non-realistic view of the world, that you are now a Nazi. Well, here we are now with actual Nazism playing out on college campuses all over the country in violent fashion, and it's been cultivated for years by the adults on campus, by the professors, Mm -hmm. and now it's rearing its head in this way that is – so despicable and predictable Mm -hmm. and i'm not really sure how at this point you can really reverse it because you have these students going around tearing down posters of kidnapped children kidnapped Mm -hmm. americans rather than just putting up their own posters yeah you have them chanting things like from the river to the sea we want dead jews and they want they, they want these people dead. Yeah. I mean, they, they, this that is a call for the execution of fellow students. Yeah, and, and you have you know the, this projection of the you know glory to our martyrs on George Washington University's campus. Yep. Um, and so you've had this cultivation for a long time. I I haven't been on a college campus in years because I'm just too busy to go do it anymore. But when I did it, say five years ago, I got protested by Black Lives Matter. I got protested by the Cox, not Glocks group, which is a whole (laughs) different thing. But I couldn't go anywhere without security. And so uh, while they're claiming tolerance and love and hate has no home here and we're all about loving everybody, they're they're just they're not just hypocrites, but they're they're liars. And they use it as a way to silence you from calling them out and, you know, pushing against their very dangerous, not just ideology, but now these actions, a bunch of Jewish students or being told they may have to hide in the attic like where have we heard that before oh it's it's insane i mean the one thing we're talking about right now is they're planning um it's called flood brooklyn for gaza so this saturday they're going to flood crown heights brooklyn a predominantly jewish area and the nypd is uh, advising jewish people to avoid the area like we've stopped being america because your religious freedom is now being told it's not safe in certain parts of this country like don't you on some level think that is an actual departure from the american principle in the constitution 
it is, and also P- Jewish people live in Brooklyn. Yeah, so when I say don't don't go into the area, like what do you mean? Like we should leave our homes? <laughs> How have we gone from uh, no? Seriously, we the, the people who said hate has no home here are now telling us Jews have no home here. Like, how does that square? It doesn't, obviously. And that's the part yeah. that that's the part that's so psychotic, man. Um, well, you know, it's it is. It, it, I mean, and the anti-Semitism, I mean, for me, it's always been a very difficult thing to understand where it comes from, mm-hmm. because it's like these people are leaving you alone. Like, why are you bothered? Like, yeah. what, what is this hatred? And mm-hmm. it's it, this is why it's, it's an ancient biblical mm-hmm. problem. And it makes no sense. But you have these college professors and now these college students engaged in this, and they're proud of it. Like, they're proud to say they want to kill Jewish people. And I just find it astonishing that after years and years of conservatives who have never done any of this, being called Nazis, President Biden portraying them as the same as the Tiki Torch guys in Charlottesville, um, and— there's no no condemnation in the same either the same acoplectic level like there should be. Yeah. Given what is happening. Yeah. No, and I It's outrageous. No, it's it's true. We're talking to Katie Pavlich and I've been warning my listeners though that they do have to be careful because if you keep saying anti-Semitic things, the Democrats will elect you to Congress. <laughs> and that's like the worst job you could ever you do, get. Yeah, you do not want that job right now. We should punish people for that by sending them to Congress, actually. It sounds great. It's the actual I don't punishment. know. The other day on Gutfeld, I gave an idea about, like, okay, I used to be against against bailing out student loans, mm-hmm. but I've changed my mind. Ooh. Like, I'm actually fine with it, but there are some quali- there are some requirements. Give it to me. So you have to do a semester of studying abroad in Gaza, <laughs> and you have to first wrap yourself in the trans flag and identify when you arrive as Zizazer. <laughs> and that way you can go, and if you don't get thrown off of a building first, you can then learn some valuable skills like digging up water pipes for rockets, like pouring concrete for tunnels. Um, stuff like that, you know, and then, you know, you don't really get to come back, but, uh-huh. you know, it just would show people what they're really, you know, supporting little and per- how great it is. A little perspective. I love the KPI. I, I love Along this. with some skills. Imagine. Yeah, you would. You'd, you'd certainly learn some survival skills. But that's the part that's so funny is like these people are so stupid. Like when I was younger, I used to open a book to feel smarter. Like you'd read a little something. But now you just have to look around and you feel smarter <laughs> by default. Like just, You're like, I'm going to be all right. Yeah. You know? Like I'm trying my best every day <laughs> to make it, to not screw up, to keep climbing up, yeah. you know, don't want to plateau. Uh-huh. And you look around and you're like, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, we, I can do this. We can do if this, they KP. can do it, I can do it. We, we, can, <laughs> uh, we can absolutely do this. Well, here's we the, last, the last thing that I would, I would throw at you about this whole situation, because when you talk about stupidity, okay, obviously we've covered it from a congressional standpoint, but also at an administrative level, you know, in the White House, When we start sending all of this aid to Hamas, what I think most people don't realize is it sounds empathetic to be sending humanitarian aid in there. But what everybody is missing that is in order for the humanitarian aid to go to the actual humans, we have to pass it through Hamas. This is the craziest thing in the world I've ever heard in my life. Well, I think you have to accept that there are lots of people in the world, mm-hmm. and many of them work at the United Nations and UNESCO who oh, are, and the World Health Organization who actually don't see Hamas as a terrorist organization. They, they see them as a legitimate government mm-hmm. and a humanitarian organization. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you understand it from that perspective, like you understand why they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's grotesque, but the re, you know, they keep asking for fuel, and why is Israel 
preventing them from bringing in fuel. Well, because fuel allows them to shoot more rockets at civilians, which, by the way, when they're running out of food and water and fuel for their hospitals and to fuel the underground tunnels, which have ventilation, if they don't have fuel, they all suffocate down there when they act like rats while they cowardly continue to shoot rockets and hold hostages down there. Um, You're just refueling the fight. And this is why the Western world hasn't won a war in decades because they are constantly giving into this emotional argument rather than looking at the facts and being resolved about what, what needs to happen. And they arm the bad guys so the good guys can't win. It's so exhausting. It's so stupid. And it's even like in a roundabout way, that's the end result of a lot of our green energy policy right now. Yep. It's so crazy. I mean, even like if you look at Ukraine, like part of the reason Putin can afford to invade Ukraine is he's making big oil money. And then yeah. <laughs> so so we're set, on. it's it's I know it's, it's what I'm insane. saying. It's insane. And it's like we're yeah. getting them rich and then we have to Venmo the other side to try to make this a fair fight. But it's like we could be the ones avoiding the fight altogether if we changed our own policies here. That's the part that's the craziest, KP. Well, and thinking of, stu- of, of talking about stupid, Kareem mm-hmm. Jean-Pierre, the no. White House press secretary uh, earlier this yeah. week, was yeah. asked specifically about the oil money going mm-hmm. to Iran as a result of Joe Biden's energy policy cutting off oil here in the United States, a country that, you know, is not as aggressive towards the rest of the world, not shooting rockets at innocent people yep. or slaughtering them in their homes. And she like, didn't get it. She's yeah. like, what do you mean uh, there's more money for oil? Like, I just don't understand your question. Uh, like, listen, okay. I met her. Uh, I met her at the correspondence dinner, and I'll, you were there, obviously. Uh, we yes. have a pretty famous Great photo. Time. We have a pretty famous photo, but I met her, yes. and it was like the most awkward thing because the waiter asked her what she wanted for dinner, and she had to go through a binder for 30 minutes trying to find an answer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's like the Cheesecake Factory, to be fair. I mean, you do have to go through a binder when you go there. Oh, the, the Cheesecake Factory has like a freaking bibliography. That's how big <laughs> the does. menu is. It's, it's, I know. It's the like, training to be a waiter there is pretty intense. It's site sources and everything. It is. Uh, why? did you Do you have a... Do you have a Cheesecake Factory background, though? Did I just get a fun fact? Or I, I do you, not, no. Oh, you're just joking. Um, just, you know, All right. just, now, you know, astonished that that menu is so large and that a, people actually want to work there. There's, there's a lot. There's a there's, lot of memorization. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. I just think it's the funniest thing in the world that they put calories on the menu because I'm like, hey, guys. I know. It's, it was pretty much implied that we weren't eating healthy when we walked into a place called the Cheesecake Factory. Right, with like not just one good cheesecake, but like twenty of them. <laughs> As if cheesecake needed an extra something, something. You know, uh, it's so funny. It's like it's the like, term. Throw some Oreos on there, and why not a big chunk of peanut butter for yeah. an extra thousand calories? Sure. <laughs> Do you know for five ninety nine we can inject the caramel into your veins? We have a syringe. <laughs> And like, a lard. And a heart attack. You're, well. like, you're like, wow, really? This isn't healthy? Oh, my God. Who knew? This is crazy. Uh, Katie crazy. Pavlich, this was absolutely a paper plate worthy performance. Dare a I nice say plastic. Paper plate. No, I mean a plastic. Nice I might have said plastic, oh, but they okay. protest. That's not good for the environment, right? That's so, true. All right. That's well, true. We can burn paper or something. Something. I don't. Something. I don't None of the rules matter anymore. It doesn't even. Everything is <laughs> so stupid. You're the greatest. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Talk to you soon, Thanks, Jimmy. Pal. Thanks. There she goes. The legend. Katie Pavlich, best of the best. Nobody's smarter. Nobody gets it like Katie Pavlich. Um, Everything, everything that has come off a college campus in the last five years, safe spaces. No, 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 you can't. Nope, can't say that here. It's a safe space. You don't want to say anything that might hurt somebody's feelings. Oh, really? Kill the Jews? Uh, Halloween costumes. Now you can't. Got to cancel Halloween. 
Some of these costumes could be uh, offensive to potential ethnicities. Oh, really? Kill the Jews? I mean, seriously. Conservative speakers not welcome here. They're Nazis. People who say men can't have babies, those are Nazis. Oh, really? Kill the Jews? Like, guys, okay, if Hitler was alive today, okay, he's not alive. Elvis might be. I'm like 60-40 on Elvis. Because when you go to Graceland, they don't let you upstairs. So I have a theory that the tours end at 5 o'clock. And I think the king is just trading stock all day when the market closes. I think he's a day trader. And I think at 5 o'clock you get kicked out. I think he comes down uh, at the end of the day. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Whatever. I'm not Harvard dumb, and I'm proud of that. But the reality is, for all the talk about safe spaces and censored speech and Halloween costumes and coexist and hate has no home here, everyone who brought you that ethos is out there chanting from the river to the sea, wipe the Jews off the map. Okay, a complete and total contradiction of everything they claimed to be fighting for. What a fraud. Totally. Okay, but you got to remember, like, that is out the window now, okay? Because for all of the pushback, okay, anyone who doesn't agree with the left is a Nazi. Oh, you want voter ID? That's fascism. It's Jim Crow on steroids. And that's what they told you. But if Hitler was alive today, right now, in this moment, you know who he'd be siding with, don't you? The people on the left. Bingo. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Heading back out on the road, folks. The world's on fire. Grab the stick. Roast some marshmallows. Come hang out with your radio buddy. Buckle up. Here are some dates. Uh, I am so excited to be heading back to WYBX territory. We'll be up in Utica at the Stanley Theater Saturday night, November the 11th. Myself and Kennedy, the K-Train, Stanley Theater in Utica. Davies coming. Utica Greens. It's going to be rowdy. We're going to body slam Jeff Manaski. We're going to beat up Bill Keeler. He needs it. He needs it. But we're going to do that. It's Saturday night, November 11th in Utica. You better be there. Following weekend, uh, Thursday night, I am at the Patriot Awards in Nashville, Tennessee. If you want to go to the Patriot Awards, meet some Fox people, get down there. Uh, and I will spend the weekend at the Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida. That's Friday night, November the 17th. Saturday night, November the 18th. Then dig this. Wait, there's more. December the 2nd. We are out in Reno. More specifically, Carson, Nevada. At the Carson Nugget. Getting the band back together with Dean and the gang, Jerry Evans, all the KKFT listeners, all the KSUE listeners, all welcome. It's going to be nuts. And then the following weekend, we are in East Texas. We are at Texas Music City in Tyler. That is a 3 p.m. get-together with a KTBB crowd. And then the weekend after that, so we're talking December 9th, Texas Music City in Tyler, Texas. December the 9th. Then December the 16th, ooh, I will be at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. In Palm Beach, Florida, with Sully and the gang, working off my debts from the nearby dog track. <coughs> That's not true, but we're going to be slanging all kinds of jokes, and you better be there. We will get into it in the next hour. Andy Biggs is coming by to tell us if this new speaker uh, makes anything better. Who the heck knows? 
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, 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 well. Did you look who's back in action on a big Thursday episode of Fox Across America. Uh, it is your main man, Jimmy Fallon. You are not mistaken in that assessment, and we will be joined in this hour by... Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District. He was part of this whole house hullabaloo the past three weeks trying to find a speaker. And he will weigh in and tell us whether Mike Jackson is an improvement over Kevin McCarthy or not. I don't doubt he'll say he's better because he and Matt Gates and that crew are what caused this. And I don't think they want to come out of it and go, actually, we screwed up and made the country work. I think they're going to tell you, uh, no matter what, that this is a win. This is politics as usual. Okay, and I hope they're telling the truth, though. I mean, I know politics works that way, and they're going to tell you whatever they did was better for you no matter what. That's how politics work. But I do think that, uh, and or at least hope that, you know, he's going to be able to effectively convince you and me that the way we're doing business in Washington is somehow going to be improved by the addition of Mike Johnson uh, as the House Speaker. Uh, because right now, everything in Washington is just a disaster. I mean, the country's a disaster. As we're on the aid right now, as we're on the air, Okay, authorities are still looking for the suspect, the gunman who killed 18 people in Maine, which is just really heartbreaking. Uh, We've got this raging debate over whether or not we can cut off financial support for Hamas, which we better be able to cut off financial support for Hamas. In what world are we supposed to be giving money to people that are blowing up our allies and chanting death to America? You know, certainly this border crisis getting a little crazier by the day. I have a clip from Peter Ducey I was about to play you about that because we've covered so many things today. But as a guy who actually cares about the country, you know, who actually it's, that's the show. It sounds silly. You listen to the show and you're like, well, this guy's nuts. This is a hijacked broadcast. This isn't the actual host. I mean, I know that's your takeaway if this is your first time listening to me. You're like, clearly this gentleman has no formal training, but it works because I am on the air. I am shilling unapologetically for my team and it works with millions of people. OK, but lest you uh, be misled by what that means, uh, I am not sitting here at Fox News telling you my team is the Republican Party, something people get wrong all the time. The reason Fox News is so popular, the reason we do as well as we do, is that our team, our undying loyalty is to America. Freedom! That's the party. OK, that's why you'll hear us trashing Republicans when they screw up. That's why you hear us trashing Democrats a lot right now. It's because they're in charge and they have no idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris and I approve this message. But, you know, when it comes to the Middle East, man, is this a mess. And the truth is we are financing every side of it. Our domestic energy policy. Okay, understand this. Our domestic energy policy, which was what? We're going to produce less oil here because we're going to, you know, Look out for the environment. We're just looking at we're protecting the world. That is a fact check false. No, we're not, because China outpollutes the rest of the top 27 industrialized nations. So China, if it is not cutting emissions, number one, okay, there's nothing we can do to offset their pollution. We share the planet with them. So if you look at it like a swimming pool, we've essentially created a no-peeing section in our end, but you understand China's section is going to spill into ours. But bigger than that is, we can't control the weather. Okay, Uh, what? In what world could we control the weather? We can't control the weather, okay? Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. But that's the pitch. That's the pitch, okay? Change everything about your own way of life. Drive a different car, use a different stove. 
Okay, different water heater. No good anymore. Take a bike, mass transit, get rid of your car. No more gas. We're using electric. Okay. And the claim is, if we do all of those things, that we can now control the weather. Not even close! What is the precedent for this? In what I mean, it, there was a time in this country where if you were like out in public going, I can control the weather, they'd be like, Get out of here and take your mother with you. Okay, that's it. They'd throw you out of there. Like, this guy's nuts. But now we have actual government officials telling us they can control the weather. And why are they telling you they can control the weather? Money, 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 money. Yep. They get make a lot of money. And by telling you they can control the weather, it allows them to control you. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Straight up. That's what the climate agenda is about. Okay? It's another emergency. That's an emergency. Got to take away your rights. That's what the COVID emergency was. Now we got a COVID emergency. Can't go to work. Can't go to school. Can't go to the church. Can't go visit somebody sick in the hospital. Somebody died. Sorry. No funeral for you. COVID emergency. Well, what if I want to just go out and loot a Nike store because they killed George? Absolutely. No, no, you can go out right away. Does that make sense to anybody? Anybody at all? (laughs) No, it wasn't truly okay about science. It was about political science. Emergencies are there for the government to exploit so they can take away your freedoms, and you very rarely get any of them back. That's how this works. So when you start to hear things like, oh, we got a climate emergency, big bad climate emergency, okay, what they're really saying is we want your freedoms. Correct the mundo. Sorry, we're forcing all the auto manufacturers to produce a different kind of car. This is a climate emergency. I know you want to drive gas. I know you want to go more than 150 miles without having to charge your car for a few hours. Sorry, climate emergency. You dig? That's how this works now. But when you look out at the world and you look out at our energy policy, the fact that we're not producing as much of it here means we have created a bigger market for all of our enemies around the globe. Like, say, Ukraine. We haven't talked about Ukraine in a while. We just send the money. We don't really talk about it anymore. It's just that, like, it's like a you got a relative at college. You just keep like reloading his meal card for him. That's Ukraine now. We don't talk about it. We never show it on TV, ever. Okay. But we send them money constantly. Okay. And Biden's latest proposal, which is where he addressed the nation regarding Israel, said, Oh, well, this is a bad situation and Hamas and we can't tolerate it. So we're going to send $60 billion to Ukraine. That is financial lunacy. Okay, there's no audit. There's no accounting for where the money's going in Ukraine. But when you say to them, like, hey, uh, why are we sending this much? They're like, what do you work for, Putin? Whose side are you on? We got to send it. It's democracy or something. Even though they don't really have elections and stuff, uh, democracy, you know? Like, shut up. Like, oh, okay, here, here you go. And that's a lot of what's going on right now, okay, is we're sending that money over to Ukraine because Putin is invading Ukraine, which I understand. I do not support Vladimir Putin, and he should not be invading a sovereign nation. But do you know why Putin can afford to invade Ukraine? It's because we've made his oil that much more valuable. Oh, wow! Do you know why Iran can fund Hamas and afford to subsidize their proxy war on Israel because we've made their oil that much more valuable, okay? When Trump left office, Iran had $4 billion in oil reserves. You know how much they have now? $70 billion. 
Okay, if you go from $4 billion in the bank to $70 billion in the bank, it's going to change your spending habits a little bit. I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is, okay, we have enriched the people who want to attack our enemies. So what are we doing now? Sending money to Ukraine so they can fight Russia, who we just made rich enough to invade Ukraine. Then we're sending money over to Israel so they can fight Hamas, who we're also giving money to, and they can afford to fight each other. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. And the biggest task facing a new House speaker and facing the Republican Party as a whole is they need the communication skills to explain to America, okay, in a, at a brass tax level, you know, why we need to reverse the course that we have set in Washington, okay, a course that has basically put us at the precipice of a major world war that we're paying for on both sides. Like, can you guys pay attention to what I'm telling you? Okay, Iran— And I'm not saying you can't because it's not like I speak at an advanced level. I'm just trying to make a point. Okay, Iran just got $6 billion from us. Iran is the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. Okay, that's a known thing. And that was a known thing back when Barack Obama gave them $50 billion. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is we gave them all of this money, okay, and what did they do with it? They pocketed it. And they chanted death to America and from the river to the sea. We're going to wipe Israel off the map. That's what they did with the money. And then what did we do as a result? We sent them more. Okay, think about how stupid that is. Like the world is laughing at us. They're like, oh, Americans are idiots. They're so fat, rich and stupid. And that's what we've become. Our country is so prosperous, not through the hard work of politicians in Washington, but the regular rank and file Americans that are out there looking for life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness that built this country into what it is. You know, a land of unlimited prosperity and ambition for people who want to do the work to get where they want to be. Okay, that's the American dream. That's what it is. I was a guy who was a cab driver. I used to be a cab driver. And, uh, you know, I was able to put in enough work and, you know, obviously with a lot of luck, uh, get to where I am now. But that's a story that's only possible in America. Okay, you can just work your ass off and just keep chasing it down, chasing it down, chasing it down. And, you know, it's like the, the rock hammer in Shawshank. One day that little, you know, little nudge you've been putting in the wall turns into a whole big opening. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, on the beach. Although if Shawshank was filmed today, totally different ending because Timothy Robbins, obviously, would meet Morgan Freeman on the beach. And then they would immediately take a selfie on their cell phones. (laughs) And then the cops would use the geotag location from the cell phone and arrest them both to end the movie. That's probably how it would go down. When we called the Shawshank Redemption, we called it the the, the selfie detention or something like that. I don't know. But when you really think about it, okay, in this country, we got so wealthy rich beyond all believable bounds comparative to the rest of the world. Like, guys, we put our pets on diets in this country. There are people who go to the vet and get told their dog needs to go on a diet. Dog's been eating too much, okay? There are corners of the world where people, okay, don't even have the word diet in their human vocabulary because there is a scarcity of food. Okay, so when you realize, like, we have no perspective compared to the rest of the world. The reason Bernie Sanders, a total grifter, okay, was able to rally people to his cause by saying, oh, the 1% is because people don't realize that everyone in this country is in the 1%. When you talk about humanity, when you talk about the quality of life as a whole, if you live in this country, you live in humanity's 1%. But because most people don't have perspective— You're born into the richest country in the world, so you have no idea how good you truly have it. 
Okay, we have been able to send people to Washington on grievance alone, not a plan to make us better, not a plan to further our own American interests, but a plan to say, vote for me because the other side's a bunch of oppressors. They're a bunch of racists. They're keeping you down, even though it flies in the face of any empirical data about the progress we've made on race and inclusion in this country. People now get elected for telling you how bad it is here. Not how good it is, how bad it is which is insane because we're the richest kids on the block complaining, complaining about how rough life is while the people down the block, okay, barely have food, you know, barely have a solid roof over their head when it rains. It's a mess. But because of that, we now have a class of politician in Washington, okay, and this goes all the way up to the tippy top, that isn't actually advancing the greater good of this country. They're just getting elected so they can make money. Okay, big money. You make money off lobbyists. You make money off the climate agenda. You make money off of all these new government regulations you're going to pass because before you pass them, you buy stock in all of the companies that you're getting ready to pass legislation on. That's not right. It's not right, but it's also why they're never going to pass a bill to restrict the trading of Congress members. Okay, they're getting loaded off of this. So they don't want anything beyond the status quo. So it's going to be very interesting, okay, with a new House Speaker to see if Andy Biggs can convince us how this is actually going to change the way we do Washington business in Washington. There's no doubt that we have to, okay, and I don't have like a fundamental plan. I'm not a congressman. But when you're $33 trillion in debt and you're sending $100 billion to Ukraine and $50 billion over here to Israel— you're outsourcing your domestic energy production, which makes us financially weaker, but our energy stronger. You're enacting a green energy agenda where the biggest recipient, biggest beneficiary is our number one geopolitical foe in China. They own 96 percent of the rare earth minerals needed to power electric vehicles. OK, or at least build those, you know, behemoth batteries. OK, you're not OK enriching your country. You're not being a steward of our good fortune in a rational and intelligent way. You're just acting like the rich kid who inherited a lot of wealth and is now just out there blowing the money. That's where we are. Okay, so my advice for the House Speaker or maybe even the guy who succeeds him, the way things are going, these guys get fired pretty quick. They're like carnival goldfish. You get them home, put them in a bag. The next thing you know, they're floating upside down <laughs> in the old fish bowl, you know. That can't be good. Never good. And you got to flush them down the toilet, tell the kids some story about how he swam home to be with his family. That's what we told Lincoln. <laughs> well, hopefully the new House Speaker doesn't have to swim home to be with his family. Uh, but we would like him to put his American family first because nobody else in D.C. is doing that right now which is why we're $33 trillion in debt and we're still acting like an ATM for the rest of the world, okay? We don't have the money. We're $33 trillion in debt. We're not sending them our money, do you understand? We're sending them money we're borrowing just to send them the money. Weapons grade stupid. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing my show. Larry Fuss from the Radio Idea Bank just walked into our control room. Get him out of here. 
Get him out. I've been saying to security, I got nothing. I got to talk about no respect. Good gosh. Uh, we're going to try to muscle through this break. No promises. Fuss is like Kool-Aid. He just roller skates into your studio. Oh, yeah. He didn't even bring me any Kool-Aid, though. It's probably from wardrobe. Doesn't want me eating any more sugar. Uh, but we're going to get sweet because we got Andy Biggs coming by to tell us about this new house speaker deal. And in the meantime, we've got Wally down in St. Petersburg, Florida, who's got a take on Mike Johnson. Wally! Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, I got to tell you, I am nominating you first ballot Radio Hall of Fame for your call of the speaker vote countdown yesterday. <laughs> oh, Wally. You went, Jimmy, you went totally Al Michaels miracle on ice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was a miracle because we cut spending for three weeks. They couldn't well, spend money. But now, but I have to say this, with Mike Johnson, Republicans need to move quickly to show Americans how they're going to use their Johnson to make their lives better. Whoa. And they need to even they need to even extend their Johnson across the aisle to the Democrat colleagues. Okay, Uh, that sounds like you're hearkening back to the Clinton era. I don't know that we can endorse that as conservatives, but I'm I'm with you. I think this is a way to use your Johnson properly (laughs) and uh, and just help America and American politics. Were you Wally? Were you the kind of guy who wore like a big Johnson T-shirt in the 90s? Do you remember those? Um, everybody called me out for it that I had to, I had to wear a medium. <laughs> oh, Larry, they got all kinds of treatments for that. Hang in there, champ. Uh, great call as always, Wally. We love you. Keep playing good ball. We'll do it again soon, brother. There he goes. The great Wally, St. Petersburg beach, Florida. Uh, they call him, uh, Wally, the rim shot apparently. Uh, but he's, he's passionate about Mike Johnson. He had some jokes about outreach, uh, and we enjoyed most of them. Uh, but I will say this. Andy Biggs has got some serious splaining to do because him and Matt Gates started this whole hullabaloo. We went three weeks without a speaker. As I said, it was kind of a win because it was the only time in the history of our government that we've actually cut spending. But now they're back in charge. They're going to get their act together. So we're going to crack the whip on some of these congressional clowns when we come back on Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Unfortunately, we are also reachable to members of Congress, and one of them has snuck past our call screener yet again uh, here to do the dang thing from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District, Representative Andy Biggs on the show. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy, yeah, it's the Gila monster sneaking up on you, brother. That's what it is. <laughs> I know what happened. My call screener was in there doing his job, and you had Jamal Bowman pull the fire alarm. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, that's a, that's a crazy thing. I don't know if I told you this, but but uh, literally probably a minute before he pulled the fire alarm, myself and a few others were walking. We we happened to see the signs, and and I suppose the difference is we actually read the signs that said, uh, that were big, blocking the door so you couldn't get to the door that said something like, you can't exit here. Go back. Turn around. Don't pull that fire alarm. We saw things like that. So we turned around and left. And, that, and, and seriously, Jimmy, 
about a minute later, we, we get out of the building, and all of a sudden we hear this alarm. Like, well, what's that alarm? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, well, uh, listen, man, it's it's it is uh, what I you know we use the term circus I think a little too loosely in this day and age. Yes. But man, you got some clowns in there, man. You do have some quality. You have some P.T. Barnum level performance acts in there. Um, yeah, just spell, just just pronounce his name right, spell his name right. That's all he cares about. That's all right. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, so let's talk about this, Biggs. Um, is this new speaker an addition based on what we did? We got rid of, you know, Kevin McCarthy, and I know you were an instrumental part of making that happen. How does your eight-man posse feel about Mike Johnson? Uh, to to a person, we're 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 excited. We're, okay. We we think. We think that this is a, a big upgrade. Um, you know, there's there's some mess that's going on now because Kevin left him the spending mess, right? So he didn't take care of that. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it, Mike's going to have to go in. He's going to have to clean out all the bird poop from the nest, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be ready to go. But he's he's trying to do that now. That's why he's, he's running these terrible appropriations bills that the appropriators put out there that spends more money than you can even conceive of. Um, and, and he's trying to get him out of the house, get him over to the Senate, uh, so we can begin moving on to, to really the right trajectory, which is to, to spend less and be more responsible. Yeah, that would be ideal. Does, do you think he has an ability, I mean, I would hope he does, just to get the votes on things? Because it's been such a fractured, uh, you know, such a fractured house. Can, is this party with the slim majority it has capable of playing team ball? Oh yeah, we're playing we're playing team ball. There's about four or five teams in in the Republican conference right now, and and I'm I'm on two or three of those teams. But the point <laughs> is, yeah, I I think so. I mean, the, these these spending bills may not make it out, but but may all of them. Some of them will, some of them won't. But mm-hmm. but the reality is, um, you know, we had we had uh, some some thirty Republicans kill. The uh, agriculture spending bill just uh, three weeks ago. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 been a bit of a mishmash. But you know what I say? Republicans are independent thinkers, real hard to corral them. Democrats are collective thinkers, real easy to corral them. Yeah, they've had an easy time. We're talking Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. Like, I mean, part of getting rid of McCarthy took one text message from Pelosi to get 210 people to vote the same way. So I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, we as a party are going to need to get to a point where one text from Mike Johnson gets people to behave. And uh, I see it sounds like you got your work cut out for you, Biggs. I don't know. I, I'm not, I was hoping you'd make me more confident. I'm a little concerned. Oh, I think you should be real confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should you be real confident in? Um, you should be real confident that um, we're trying to turn this around, and it's it, it's tr- it's turnaroundable. That's mm-hmm. a new word for you. Turnaroundable. Uh, we can we can actually put it together, and I and I think we will. Um, I, I think there's still some underbrush that has to be cleaned out in the next few weeks. Weeks, and that includes the fake the fake spending bills that the appropriations committee put out mm. um and, and they're the ones that gave us the 33 trillion dollars in national debt and uh, you know they're the ones that haven't done the a balanced budget in like 50 years mm. so uh i shouldn't say that there was one done in the early 90s so mm. in the last 30 years so <laughs> 30 years uh, yeah, wow. I, I was I was being I was being unkind and not respecting those folks from 30 years ago yeah. but the, but the bottom line is 
we're going to get there. People are actually talking to each other now instead of talking <laughs> at each other. People are trying to say, what what can we do? How do we get there? What's going on? Uh, there, and I'm going to just tell you one other thing you need to be aware of. Your, your, your listeners need to know this. The swamp is real, and the swamp does not want to give up the power and the money that it tries to hold on to. So that that's what's going on here. Mike's going to do Mike Johnson the new speaker is going to do a good job, but um people are trying to stab him in the back already. So uh, don't Ooh. be surprised. Yeah, I, I listen. I that's that's the one thing that that I I think concerns me the most is if we learned anything out of this process whether it was Jordan's nomination or Donald's <laughs> nomination, uh a lot of people in DC, you know, the heart wants what it wants. The swamp is going to swamp. And that's where I think, you know, this is going to be a challenging couple of months. But you know what? Listen, Biggs, uh, you got the congressional approval ratings like 19 percent. You guys have nowhere to go but up, you know. Oh, no, there's, there's still 18 points to the bottom, brother. Yeah, well, I guess <laughs> you can do that. it. You can do it. Oh, it's crazy. Well, listen, the one silver lining in all of this is we don't have any Republicans supporting Hamas. And I think that's a point of yeah. pride right now. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, and we we might joke about it, but that is re- that's real. We yeah. have you you had people voting against uh, a, a pro-Israel resolution yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and you've had people. We got people who don't have an American flag outside their door. They happen to have a Palestinian flag. It's it's absolutely bonkers. You never would have thought uh, that you'd actually have. Uh, t- pro-terrorist members of Congress here, but you do, yeah. you really do. It's it's crazy. It's crazy to think, and I think I think about college campuses and how you were banned from saying everything known to man. You know, couldn't tell a joke, couldn't wear a Halloween costume, but you can get out there and chant that you're with Hamas and you want to eliminate uh, the Israel as a whole, and somehow yeah. that doesn't violate safe space protocol. It's nuts, man. It's it's it really is truly nuts. Like this, the last two weeks of doing uh, radio, uh, the world gets dumber every day. Like every day I get out of bed, I feel smarter, but I haven't actually learned anything. I've just watched the things around me get dumber. You know what I'm feeling? I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I want you to understand something. Um, when we had somebody who purportedly made an anti-Semitic comment, although unintentionally. Mm-hmm. The Democrats went crazy, and the Republicans um, attacked our own. But when the when the Democrats, you've got somebody who basically incited this uh, this protest. These these people that were that that actually got in fight with fights with the Capitol Police. They were in my building, just down the hall from me. Um, they yeah. they they weren't smart enough to find my office. Thank goodness. But yeah. the point is, there they were, and Rashida Tlaib's the one that told them that hey. Uh, the the Israelis blew up a hospital in Gaza, which had been debunked even by CNN for Pete's sakes. So, um, you just it's it's absolutely mind boggling uh, that you have somebody in here who is so dangerous, um, and she's inciting this. And the Democrats don't say a peep about him. I got I got to tell you what you're going to get a kick out of this. So so a lot of times when Johnson was giving his speech, all the Republicans stand up giving a, a hurrah and stuff. But somebody gave a speech yesterday on the floor and said, we are so grateful for our, our, our motto, the United States, that hangs above the speaker's chair, in God we trust. The Republicans all stand up, yeah, in God we trust. Not one single Democrat clapped. Not one single Democrat stood up. They 
they don't want to admit in God we trust. No. I don't know in whom they trust, but it isn't God. It's Fauci. They don't you remember? Weren't yes. you around for oh, two my years? Gosh, excuse me. Dr. Science, Mr. Science, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. How are you not paying he, attention? He is he is science. He is the Isaac Newton of the faux virus sage we're, uh, that we're, we're actually, going through. We're commissioning a statue in our garden in my home right now as we speak. Uh, the Lord Patron Saint Fauci. My goodness. Oh my goodness. So dumb. Well, listen, man, you guys have work to do. Uh, I'm, I'm happy we've concluded this season of The Real Housewives of Washington, D.C. Mm. I hope you guys made some money on Bravo for the telecast. But, uh, I'm... <laughs> it's, going, it's going under. We were canceled, brother. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I am wishing you luck on the next leg of the journey. Make us proud, okay, Biggs? All right, Fela. Be well, brother. Thanks, I'll man. see you soon. There he goes. Andy Biggs on the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona says Mike Johnson's going to turn this bus around. I Listen, man, I, I did not leave that conversation convinced, and I told them as much only because the swamp, that was the key nugget. The swamp is going to swamp. Like the reason Jim Jordan didn't have a shot, the reason Byron Donalds didn't have a shot, is because the swamp isn't actually serious about changing the appropriations process, not actually serious about cutting spending because spending money is popular. It's great to go back to your district and go, hey, we're going to build a water slide. You know, we're going to build a water park. You know, we're going to you know, build a rec center for $50 million. And Congress gave us 100 because they're stupid. <laughs> you know, they like doing that. They like pork. They like the excessive spending. That's how deals get made in Washington. It's like, hey, here's a thing we need to do as a government. Well, I'm not voting against it. But what if we gave you money to build an ice skating rink? And now you got my attention. Can you throw in a miniature golf course? Yeah, probably. At least at the very least, we'll give you the rezoning for the environmental studies. Okay, I'll vote for this thing we actually need in Washington, D.C. That's how it works. That's how it works in Congress behind closed doors. So, I, you know, I don't doubt there are people in Congress that are serious about addressing the debt, changing the way we do business. But, you know, there wasn't like this personal anecdote. Like me and Biggs always yuck it up and then laugh and it's kind of stupid and we make fun of each other uh, because I like people who can have a loose conversation and still give me some of the D.C. dirt that's going on. But uh, he's my pal. But like, I, and that, you know, I didn't leave there being like, wow, this is a whole new Congress. No, I said, you guys got to play team ball. He said, well, you know, there's five teams in our party right now. I'm a member of a few of them. But that doesn't mean they can get together and vote as a group, which is what you got to do to advance legislation when you have slim majorities in the House. Okay, if you heard it differently than I did, you're welcome to call in and educate me because I did not walk away from that being like, this is it, girlfriend. Now, I will continue to hold out hope. Uh, and the bar is low for Congress right now. They're at 19 percent in their approval rating. And uh, the Democratic wing is endorsing Hamas. So, you know, the Republicans look better by comparison uh, but this is not about looking better than fringe lunatics. This is about running our government in a responsible and effective manner. And I don't know that we've put ourselves in a position to do that. But Gates did say what I thought he would say, which is that, yeah, this is better because we got rid of McCarthy. But I still don't. It's like Bitcoin. Everybody can tell me something's a great idea, but they still can't tell me, like, why it's kind of a a great idea. So I'm not flat out denouncing it and saying, no, I have no interest in discussing this or I've just formed a permanent opinion. I'm just saying I've yet to find an explanation for why Bitcoin is somehow better or Mike McCarthy is somehow better or, excuse me, Mike Johnson. And, and, and listen, I hope to heck he is better. I think that'd be the best thing that could ever happen to the country because it's a mess right now. OK, we'll even try to get him on once things calm down. 
Okay, and we'll try to talk about it, and I'll certainly interview some of the other congressmen I trust on the show. But I don't look out at Washington right now and be like, oh, no, they got this. I look out at Washington and see a never-ending fight for power, and oftentimes you accumulate that power at the expense of the well-being of this country. Like, think about the border wall. It's a great example, okay? Both political parties voted for a border wall. That's what they did. Republicans voted for it. Democrats voted for it. Okay, they built a little bit of wall under George H.W. Bush, built a little wall under Barack Obama. Okay. And then Trump was like, build a wall. And the Democrats were like, that's racist. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did them. Okay. And we went from building a wall that both parties had agreed was in the best interest of our country to not building one because we decried it as racist purely for political gain. Think about the biggest problem facing our country right now, I think, personally, in a constitutional republic, a democracy, just as you know, if you wanted to be technical, a constitutional republic. Um, understand, we have a real problem in this country with election integrity, okay? Because the last two sides to lose an election both said it was stolen. The Republican said it was stolen, and every Democrat who wants to imprison a Republican for saying it was stolen actually said it was stolen themselves. That was a thing. So you understand we have a collective problem with election integrity because people don't believe in the legitimacy of our elections. So something that might be in the best interest of the country would be what? Uh, a bipartisan committee to elect, you know, to uh, investigate election integrity. OK, but we're not doing that because if you bring up that idea, they go, oh, January 6th. What are you nuts? You can't ask questions about the election. People will riot. They'll get nuts. They'll get mad. You can't do it. Come on. No. You're like, OK, well, then maybe we'll just pass some laws that will make sure the vote is more, you know, safe. OK, voter ID. You can have to show an ID to vote so we know you're a legally registered voter. What are you nuts? It's white supremacy. It's voter suppression. That's what they told you. OK, in Georgia, Georgia's voter ID law resulted in the largest turnout for a state election in history. And Stacey Abrams continues to claim it was voter suppression. Stacey Abrams is full of But you understand, those are people trying to get power at the expense of our own well-being. Joe Biden told us voter ID was Jim Crow on steroids. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. But Jim Crow on steroids. Would you shut up? That's what he said. Because they don't care about the toxic divide they're creating in society. They don't care about the greater good of the country. They just want power. But if you think that's unique to Democrats, you're an abject crazy person. Because a lot of Republicans are just the same. Okay, I don't know how this new speaker thing's going to play out. I can only hope it's going to be better. But I'm not getting off the air right now being like, we got this under control. Go back to bed, America. I'm looking around the country right now and just being like, this is a mess right now. Okay? It's a mess. We'll get better. Why? Because we as a people, okay, I have confidence in us. I just don't have confidence in Washington. But I have confidence in us to get that Washington is making our lives harder. Ergo, we can change the people running Washington. And while we're at it, we can reduce Washington's impact on our day-to-day -day lives because nothing it touches improves. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I own damn fries. 
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And yes, we are the Michael Jordan of countries. Uh, we just happen to be going through that phase where Michael Jordan is playing minor league baseball. It's weird. Uh, are we still going to win championships? Of course we are. We just need a coaching change on the Bulls, I guess is the best way to describe it. Or if you're a Lakers fan, if you're out west. You remember when Shaq and Kobe weren't winning titles? Uh, they weren't scoring. I mean, well, Kobe was the late great Kobe, but usually it was with room service waitresses. But the point is, okay, they got a new coach, they turned it around, and they went back to winning titles. And that's exactly what we're going to do. In the meantime, you just got to help me through this awkward phase. It is Thursday. You live in the greatest country on the planet. Sadly, you will not see me on your TV tonight. We've got so much hard news, and we're trying to find this maniac up in Maine. So you're going to see a two-hour uh, live episode of Hannity that will hopefully include the capture of this lunatic. Uh, but either way, you slice it. Uh, you live in the greatest country in the world. How about that? Okay. You might have had a rough day. Bills might be a little expensive. Traffic sucks. But you, you're free uh, for the time being anyway. And we'll keep fighting that fight. But until then, the show's over. Pay up. Get out. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.